You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. This is Women to Watch. To rise above all of the noise and fulfill every last one of your dreams. Women to Watch, sharing the real stories of the most accomplished women in the world. It is for those frightened children who want peace. It is for those voiceless children who want change. Be inspired by women from across the globe who are encouraging more women to pursue their dreams. True philanthropy comes from living from the heart of yourself and giving what you have been given. Now, Women to Watch. Here's your host, Sue Rocco. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's always great to be back here in the studio uh, with a, another wonderful guest that I'm uh, going to be speaking to in just a few minutes. This evening, I'm joined by Melanie Bean Gale. And Melanie, along with her co-founder, um, Kate Fletcher, she uh, Melanie, excuse me, is the COO of Directory, which is an online directory of women-owned businesses. It's such a great and important uh, technology platform where we can all go to find the women-owned businesses in our own community. So it's going to be a, a great interview this evening. Be sure to stay with us as we go into our breaks to hear from our exclusive watch team of on-air contributors from Jefferson University Hospital, Tivity Health, Pathways Consulting, and Fortis Wealth, bringing you some up-to-date information and news around your health, finance, technology, and leadership. And as always, be sure to visit us at womentowatch.net to see our incredible lineup of guests uh, sign up for our newsletter and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and we love hearing from our listeners. So now I am very excited and honored to welcome to the show Melanie Bean. Melanie, thanks so much for being here. 
Thank you for having me. You know, there's so many amazing women building amazing businesses. So thank you for highlighting them on your podcast and also for including directory as a guest. Oh, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. And perhaps for um, full disclosure and transparency, I'll note that you and I are both under the weather just a tad (laughs) in case we're coughing or sniffing or um, and there's there's a lot of people out there suffering. I know this time of year. Yeah. But listen, I so I can't share your story, obviously, without starting at the beginning and talking about you and your three sisters being raised by a single dad. Uh, you grew up outside of Seattle. And I yeah, I'd love for you to think back on those younger years and tell me what that was like and what kind of um, influence your dad has had on the leader that you've become today. Sure, absolutely. So I was born and raised outside of Seattle in Olympia, which is the capital of Washington State. And my sisters and I, there were two other sisters, we were raised by our dad. And, you know, we didn't know really any different. We were very much supported by his family, my mother's family, friends, activities, um, the community. My dad was very busy getting his law practice off the ground. And by nature, he is very service oriented. So, you know, he was busy, but we never felt neglected. Quite the opposite, he was extremely involved in our lives. He was never anything less than 100% supportive and encouraging and wanted us to explore any activity we had interest in. Um, he taught us to take accountability. I remember I wanted to take horseback riding lessons and I did that for a few years and then I wanted to quit. And I remember him saying, if you wanna do it, you need to call her yourself, meaning um, the woman that was my teacher and you need to tell her that you're no longer interested in doing it. Oh, so and I, how old I were you? That, how old were you then? You know, I must have been, I don't know, maybe nine or 10, but I just remember with a trembling hand picking up the phone saying, you know, hello, Mrs. Kellogg, I love riding horses, but I've decided this is something I'm not interested in anymore. And um, it certainly stuck with me. Um, I remember my dad, you know, telling the story of, Well, let me take a step back. We come from somewhat of a family of entrepreneurs. My father's family came over from Russia. They opened a hardware store, and it's actually been in the family for over 100 years. It's been a mainstay in the town um, where I was raised. But my dad worked at the hardware store growing up, and then he went off to college and thought, you know, that's not for me. I'm going to go to law school. There's all these other people going to law school who are no smarter than I am, so why not me? So we always (laughs) have this attitude of, you know, You really just have to follow and do what you want to do. And he was very, very supportive. I remember another piece of advice he gave me was, if you're dumb enough to land yourself in jail, you better be smart enough to get yourself out. He said, that's the advice my father gave me, and that's the advice I will give you. And I have three daughters myself, Sue, and I have they're a little young, but I will certainly give them that advice. So, you know, growing up by a single dad, it was so different back then. This was in the 70s. We were one of very few divorced families, certainly the only one being raised by a father, one of very few Jewish families, but I I never felt different. Like I said, I was very fortunate to be surrounded by our family, our friends, our community, activities, opportunities. Um, I I have a very fond memory of, um, you know, growing up with my sisters and by nature, I've never been a competitive person. And I think being surrounded by sisters that, you know, we would have our natural sibling rival but we were always and have always been supportive of each other. And my dad 
later in life, when I was in my 20s and out of college, remarried a woman who also had three daughters. So now we have this Wow, that's a there's a pattern there. (laughs) There's a pattern. And it's just so amazing because I have never felt, like I said, competitive with anyone. We're very much supportive of each other. The majority of my sisters all work in, you know, nonprofit service industry. They give so much. And I just feel really lucky. I, I feel very fortunate to be blessed from an early age to have felt this support of women and to have a dad who is really focused on raising independent, educated go-getters. Yeah. Um, because now we're seeing this, you know, 2019, everything that's going on in the world, there's this huge movement around supporting women, but I've always felt that um, since day one. That's awesome. I, I, and I see um, such an impact, particularly when a father instills in a daughter, um, I believe in you and you can do it. I think it has a different level of impact than from a woman or a mom or a girlfriend. You know, and it's funny because so many people that we talk to and meet during, you know, as we've built our business, talk about these women mentors they've had, which are so important. And I certainly have my own. And I hope to be a mentor and an inspiration to my daughters and to other people in this world. But there are so many men that have been supportive and integral in my success. I've had amazing male allies at work. I've had amazing male managers. Obviously, my dad, who wanted me to have every opportunity as any other person, male or female. So, you know, as we move forward with this business that is specifically geared toward women, um, we also see the value of what men have contributed to this. And there are so many men that are excited about directory and sometimes you know, we intentionally put in our tagline, actually, buy women for everyone, because we know there are men that support this, and that want to be part of the conversation, and that they're game changers. And I, while I'm so appreciative of these amazing women that I have looked up to in my career, equally, there are men that have been super supportive. Right. And that's, that's smart. I think we should always be talking about the men that support the men that understand why, why it matters, right? So, You've been surrounded by women your whole life, and you have daughters and sisters. If I were to ask you, how will it make a difference in the world for us to empower women? What is it that, you know, you see um, as a positive change that's going to come about from all of the work that women are doing on all of the initiatives? You know, I think the biggest thing is just recognizing that women, that girls have amazing traits to be great leaders. And the more leaders that are in place in showing that women belong in leadership, women can make really a positive impact for change across any industry, any government, anywhere. Um, I think that is really helpful. I think the continuing camaraderie between women lifting each other up is huge. Like we are not competing against each other. We are in this together and all ships rise. I think both of those things are just, you know, banding together and getting more women in leadership right. because, you know, the studies have shown there are many positive um, and tangible effects of women in those positions. Yeah. And keeping it positive amongst ourselves, I think, is key. Um, well, leading by example, yep. you know, leading by example. And I you know, I always tell my daughters and my husband is incredibly supportive and he is the perfect father for three young daughters, you know, just showing them you can do anything 
that a boy can do, and you need to be supportive of people regardless of their gender, regardless of their color, regardless of their beliefs. We are all equal humans with amazing contributions. Exactly. Well said. Um, listen, we're going to go into our first break. Uh, stay with us for Dawn's Ear of Nutrisystem for our CEO Watch. Now, the women to watch. CEO Watch. Hi, everyone. I'm Dawn Zier here with today's CEO Watch. Today, I want to talk about the importance of taking a stand, especially when it comes to the values and culture of an organization and respect for the individual. If you haven't looked at your organization's values in a while, take a look at them and determine if they're still applicable to your company. It's okay if values need to be reworked or changed. Organizations evolve, and so can their values and culture. According to a study by Deloitte, 94% of executives and 88% of employees believe a distinct workplace culture is important to business success. As executives, stating what we aspire to or want as a culture is not enough. Studies show that there often is a disconnect from the culture CEOs think they have and what really is happening within an organization. Culture must be modeled top-down, and all leaders must be responsible and accountable for ensuring that the culture values are cascaded and adhered to. Leaders must actively measure culture on an ongoing basis and listen for and act on red flags that indicate disconnects. Another way to take a stand is to not be afraid to speak up. If you see something, say something. According to a study by the Workplace Bullying Institute, 61% of Americans are aware of abusive workplace conduct and roughly two out of five U.S. workers are bullied. If you are being bullied in the workplace or you witness a colleague being bullied, speak up no matter how hard it might be. Speak with senior leadership or HR and bring the problem to their attention. There's no room in any workplace for a bullying mentality and it is something that should never be tolerated. Lastly, Standing up for yourself sometimes means walking away. If you find yourself in a work environment that has values and a culture that do not align with your personal values, or you feel disrespected, do not be afraid to reevaluate your situation. We all spend a vast majority of time at work, and it's important that we are with an organization that has values and a culture that we can respect and be a proponent of. Be true to yourself. Thanks for listening. I'm Dawn Zier, here with CEO Watch. Have a great week. Since 1858, Mount St. Joseph Academy has been educating girls to be leaders, founders, and independent thinkers. Students are taught to be collaborative, courageous, compassionate, confident, and spiritual. In this student-centered environment, the young women are transformed by recognizing their own potential and are encouraged to use it to make a difference in the world. To learn more about Mount St. Joseph Academy, go to www.msjacad.org or call 215-233-3177. That's msjacad.org or 215-233-3177. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help kids in need stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats' Facebook page. Join Hair Cuttery Helping Cradles to Crayons meet their need of 12,000 kids' coats. Happy holidays. This is Women to Watch with Sue Rocco. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. I'm joined this evening by Melanie Galley, the co-founder and COO of Directory. And we were talking about Melanie's upbringing and being surrounded by women and why it's important. And that's always a good conversation. I want to talk about the fact that you you started out in media and marketing and worked for companies uh, like Expedia, Microsoft, um, and the Today Show. So 
first, I'd, how would you describe the world of television versus a company like Microsoft? Well, in full disclosure, the division I worked for primarily was the digital side. So what's interesting about, you know, the convergence of the two is there has just been this massive shift of, you know, digital television to online. And that's actually kind of where I worked, right? All of the on-air content from the Today Show or NBC News um, living on the website and how do you give that to users in a way that's meaningful, that's digestible, and how do you make changes and adapt to the way consumers are getting their media. Um, I started my career, it's funny, I studied advertising in college. I don't know if I ever really had a passion for it, but I was in the School of Communications and it seemed like that cool degree that people were after. Um, I worked at a few ad agencies and eventually ended up in the very early days of a company called Avenue A, which was one of the first digital advertising agencies. And I, I learned a great deal there. It was very much the wild west of the dot-com era. <laughs> and later moved, I mean, it was, I don't, I don't think we knew what we were doing, but we learned so much as we went, we were able to be nimble, iterate quickly. And that company has grown to be a, a massive, you know, success. And I'm very grateful for my time there. Then I went to work for Expedia, which was a client and I love to travel. So that was a great fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later moved on to Microsoft and then later MSNBC.com, which was a joint venture between Microsoft and NBC News. That was formed in 1996, and it was really, you know, again, it's the forefront of how does news meet digital. I started at MSNBC.com, and at the time, the website of the Today Show was just a very small portion of the business. Over the next 10 years, it grew significantly. And I am so grateful to have been a part of that. I worked with some of the most intelligent, um, thought-provoking, creative people. And I loved my career. I loved the buzz of the news, the iterations of what needs to happen on a website to make it the right user experience to what do we need to do in terms of monetization to make sure our advertisers are happy? What do we do in the event of, um, breaking news. There was just so much to learn. It was just such a different medium. And it was amazing to see the numbers, just the growth to millions and millions of people coming to the tape, excuse me, to the Today Show's website. And I loved being a part of that. And to be honest, I, I'm not a natural born leader. I was not interested in managing people. I am very much a behind the scenes, get work done. I like being able to be productive and make you know, make decisions and make things happen for other people to look good. I'm very, very comfortable with that. And I felt like my role there could have lasted a long time. It was definitely a good fit for me. But then, you know, I had three young children and made the decision to stay at home. But I've had a great, you know, just a great experience. And I feel like I hope all people can be so lucky, right, to have a career that they learned a lot. I never I never had the entrepreneurial spirit. I really thought when my time there was gone that I would – you know, stay home and be with the kids for a while. And, and then perhaps and maybe I, later in life, go, <laughs> you know, look for another job with another organization. But so let's talk you about know, how you and Kate came together. How, how did that come about? Yeah, so it's funny. My husband's job brought us to Madison. And, and I will at this point say that Madison is an amazing city for women in business 
for entrepreneurs, for technology. There are so many resources. There's this huge ecosystem. It is phenomenal. I didn't know that at the time, but I know now. Okay. And so, I've never been there. I, I, it's a place I've, I've wanted oh, to go. It's beautiful. I love it. I honestly had no idea where it was when my husband said, hey, my job might take us to Madison, but it is a phenomenal place to start a business, phenomenal place to raise a family. Despite the cold weather, I, I certainly think we are here to stay. Um, it has exceeded my expectations in every way, for sure. So my husband's job brought us here. I was still working full-time for the Today Show, and they were so gracious in letting me work remotely. I traveled to New York a lot, but at this point, um, I think I had just, I was pregnant with my second child, and I took my daughter to swim lessons, and because I was so far pregnant, my husband was in the daughter with her, and I started chatting up a lady next to me, and it happened to be Kate. We found out we lived near each other, and we became good friends. Kate is just a very creative, genuine, authentic person. She is so kind. I'm from Seattle. She's from Alaska, so we certainly bonded over the West Coast kind of Northwest connection. Um, and we remained very, very close friends, and she had, you know, seen me through my career while I was still working, and we'd get together socially. And one day out of the blue, she calls me and says, hey, I have this business idea. I'd like to run it by you. And at this point, I'd stopped working and really had no intention of, of picking up anything anytime soon. And she said, I have this idea. I was just in Nashville, and we were going out for lunch. And I wanted to use my money to support a woman-owned business. Mind you, this is the height of the Me Too movement. So she was really intentional and deliberate with how she wanted to spend her money. And she pulls up her phone and searches for a woman-owned restaurant and couldn't find one. So she had this idea. And she said at 3 in the morning, the name Directory came to her. I said, we have to buy this URL immediately. So her vision and what is now directory.com is an online directory of women-owned businesses. Our goal is to make it extremely easy for you to find and support a woman-owned business, um, whether in, you're in your home community or you're traveling or you're looking for recommendations. It's very, very clean and simple. Melanie, hold that thought and we'll, we'll talk more about what people can find there um, at this site when we come back from our next break. Stay with us for Dr. Marianne Ritchie of Jefferson for your Health Watch. For Health Watch, I'm Dr. Marianne Ritchie. It's that time of year, party hats, noisemakers. With 39 time zones across the globe, many different ways to ring in the new year. Julius Caesar named January for Janus, the god with two faces. He can look into the past and the future. Also the patron of arches, doorways, endings and beginnings. So on January 1, Romans would offer sacrifice, celebrate and exchange gifts. Early Christians had a moral vision with resolutions to be good to others and seek forgiveness. Common resolutions now, lose weight, exercise more, quit smoking, find a new job, save more, or learn a new skill. Whether you strive to lose a bad habit or accomplish a new goal, studies show that midway through the year, less than half remain committed. How can we stay on track? One, be specific. Instead of saying no more junk food, eliminate one item at a time. How many days can pass without eating chips? Better yet, instead of feeling deprived, add something healthy. Piece of fruit with your meal, then you're too full for dessert. Two, be accountable. Join a weight loss program. Nothing motivates like standing on a scale in front of people. Find a buddy to go walking three times a week. Three, don't blame lack of time. Ask how you spend your time. Two hours a day on social media or watching TV? 
Reprioritize. Put sneakers under your desk and walk at lunchtime. While you're on the train, instead of all music, listen to a language app. Four, think small. Achieve a small goal. Promise to walk 30 minutes one day a week, then build on success and work up to five days. January 1, 2020. A new day, month, year, a new decade. Another chance to start fresh. Remember, treat yourself like a diva. If you don't take care of yourself, nobody else will. Your health is your wealth. Happy New Year. If you believe that family, charity, or money is deeply important for the greater good, Fortis Wealth invites you to a highly personalized financial discovery process to help you visualize your financial legacy. It's not for everyone, but if you're willing to invest the time and thought, they can offer advice and strategies to help you accomplish your dreams. Fortis Advisors is a wholly owned subsidiary of Fortis Wealth, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Visit Fortis-Wealth.com today because tomorrow is waiting. Hi, this is Maggie. And this is Terry. And we're from Fortis Wealth. It's that time of year again, Terry, when we reflect on the previous year, evaluate what we've learned, and commit to applying our newfound knowledge. Here's a brief recap of some of our favorite 2019 segments. Remember the five documents that we all should have? Everyone over the age of 18 should have a power of attorney of healthcare, a durable power of attorney, a revocable trust, a valid will, and the living will or advanced directive. In May, we shared ideas for safeguarding your money while on vacation. Before your trip, let your bank know the dates you'll be traveling and your destinations. This can prevent having your cards being frozen if your bank suspects your identity has been stolen. Monitoring your accounts is especially important when you are on vacation. Remember the importance of diversifying your investment portfolio with a combination of stocks, bonds, and cash? Most investment professionals agree that although it does not guarantee against loss, diversification is the most important component of reaching long-range financial goals while minimizing risk. In July, we asked, what is your money personality? Researchers have identified four common attitudes toward money, money worship, avoidance, vigilance, and status. Recognizing your money personality can be the first step towards financial health, according to some experts. Knowing what drives your financial decisions can help you reach smart money goals, whether that's spending less on impulse purchases or saving more for retirement. We talked about Social Security and that the benefits alone are usually not enough to sustain seniors financially. Some living expenses, like health care and leisure, can increase in retirement. Build your nest egg while you're working to increase the chance that you will be able to maintain your lifestyle long term. And at year end, we encourage you to review all your savings and investment accounts, know where they are and how they're performing. If you're working with an advisor, remember to schedule your review meeting to ensure that your 2020 strategy is sound. Stress testing your financial plan, at least annually, is also a good practice. This is Terry. And this is Maggie. Peace out. having a wonderful conversation with Melanie Bean Galley, the co-founder and COO of Directory. And let me spell that for people who um, can't see the name. It's direct and then capital H-E-R and then Y. So direct her which is really clever for what the site is all about. And uh, Melanie, describe for the listeners what they can find when they go visit the site other than just the listings of uh, women-owned businesses in their own communities. Yeah, so certainly um, when you go to the website, it's a very clean and easy functionality. You can search 
for, we have over 200 categories, and you can search by category and location, and then you will get a listing of businesses in that zip code. We also have in-depth profiles of women-owned businesses. We have content and resources applicable to women business owners, and we also try to provide resources, content, and other interesting tidbits and events for consumers. You know, we have a large, a growing amount of businesses listed on our site, but we've also found that the consumer demand is even higher than the business listings. There are so many consumers that may or may not be business owners that really have the desire to support women-owned businesses, and they're really excited about this. So we try to make the site meaningful for them as well. And I, I understand it's important uh, to both you and Kate to build a sense of community uh, around the brand. What kind of things are you doing towards that? Well, we try to get involved as much as possible in our own community. We're in Madison, so we continue to use Madison and Wisconsin overall as proof of concept for the business. So we've partnered with Summit Credit Union, which is the largest credit union here in Wisconsin, and I believe the third largest in the country. And we do events at local women-owned businesses. They are supposed to be a fun, relaxing evening, some networking, but not in a high-stakes type of way, really for women just to get together to relax, to learn about um, a local woman-owned business, to get amazing content and information from Summit, and really just to show the support in the community and to really highlight there's so many amazing women-owned businesses in every community. So we're really trying to get out there, get our name known, and, of course, get as many businesses listed on directory as possible. Um, it's free to get listed. It takes literally probably less than about five minutes. The zero cost of entry was really important to us. There are over 12 million women-owned businesses in the country, and it's growing at a very rapid pace, as I'm sure you know. And we don't want a single reason for any business not to be listed. So we are intentionally free and easy. Um, and like I said, it takes less than five minutes. Melanie, remind me, when did you launch the site? So we launched just over a year ago. Okay, so it's only November of 2018. Yeah. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, we all know how tough that first year can be. Um, tell me what, what is the business model? So the business model is really simple. It's, like I said, it's free for anyone to get listed. And it's $25 a month for a business that wants to become a member. That's M-E-M-B-H-E-R. Everything we do is with the capital H-E-R branding. Okay. So if someone becomes a member... They get the top search results, which is a more graphical and more availability for text listing at the top of the page. They get their own standalone page on our site. We liken it to a glossy magazine feature. We really want people to be able to share their story. What we have found is that consumers want to learn more. If they feel connected with someone, they hear the story of how they started the business, of why they started the business, they're going to have a higher likelihood to support that business. Along with um, those features of a membership, there's also inclusion in our newsletter, social media. We really try to, you know, highlight the businesses as much as we possibly can. We see a lot of value of, you know, connecting local communities with those businesses. We're certainly not pay to play in terms of editorial content, mm -hmm. but we want to, we truly want to do everything we can to get the word out about these local businesses. And I'm sure inevitably um, businesses that are listing with you are finding opportunities amongst themselves. 
Yeah, that's a huge part of what we do. We've heard so many women say, oh, I'm starting this business, but I need a graphic designer, or I need to talk to someone about insurance. Great, use directory. We really want to provide a space for people to connect with each other when they're building out their own businesses and, of course, for consumers. Right. So tell me, you are the COO and, and Kate is the CEO. Tell me, um, the, what are your responsibilities and, and what does Kate handle? Sure. Well, Kate is definitely a visionary. She has a very good, you know, thought, vision of, you know, the future, what she sees in terms of the business events, uh, the brand. I have a history in working with partnerships, so I do a lot of um, the tactical work. So, you know, talking to people about potential partnerships. I do a lot of the, you know, approving businesses to get listed, a lot of the operations, the behind the scenes tactical, technical stuff. We, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're pretty lean. It's just the two of us. This has certainly been a grassroots effort. We've been self so We, um, you know, try to iterate quickly. We try to do as much as we can on our own. And each day is different, you know. Hold that thought, Melanie. We're going to go into our last break. And when we come back, you can describe more about your uh, responsibilities. Stay with us for Mary Manzo of Pathways for our Tech Watch. Introducing Pathways Consulting Group, a company that will align your IT needs with your business goals. Pathways is a full-service ServiceNow partner. What does that mean? It's simple. Pathways will collaborate and design, develop, and deploy solutions for your company today that will define tomorrow. Pathways will provide world-class enterprise service management solutions. Pathways Consulting Group. They listen. They care. They execute. Go to PathwaysCG.com. That's PathwaysCG.com. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans in need stay warm this winter go to krause's coats on facebook and join martin law the law firm for workers to help those who served have a happy holiday now the women to watch tech watch hi i'm mary manso of pathways consulting group when i was in grammar school we had career day and in high school we had college fairs Both were meant to be informative and intended to get me thinking about my future, but yet my knowledge of what types of careers were available to me was still very limited. There were the basic careers, nurse, teachers, secretary, social worker, and at one point I thought maybe park ranger. I didn't know how many options I actually had. Now fast forward, have things really changed? Do teenagers have access to the knowledge needed to make choices early on before attending and investing in college? When I went to business school, I took a class on word processing. Yes, I'm that old. At the time, we were taught how word processing can streamline repeatable documents. When I landed my first job, I was hired to create a process in a law firm that would enable all repeatable documents to become nothing more than fill in the blank. This would allow the fast-growing law firm to keep up with the demand and backlog that they had. I had no idea that what I was doing was considered business process design, but I sure had a knack for it and I really liked it. I felt like I was transforming the business to run more efficiently, and I was making a great contribution. There's a misconception amongst young individuals that in order to be considered a technologist, you have to be a coder or developer. But technology goes far beyond hands on the keyboard. 
At Pathways, we implement the technology called ServiceNow. Yes, we have developers, but we also have business analysts, program coordinators, quality testers, and they too are considered technology experts. And these are only a few of the roles that make up our technology company. So when considering and discussing technology as a career path with young girls, it's important that we have girls who code, but equally important are all the other roles and careers that make up the world of technology. For more information on this topic, please email me at mary at pathwayscg.com. Welcome back. I'm speaking to Melanie Galley this evening, the co-founder and COO of Directory. And just before the break, Melanie, I was asking you about, you know, exactly what your responsibilities are as the COO. So what is it that you're focusing on right now? My main focus right now is to get businesses listed. Like I said, there are over 12 million women-owned businesses in the country. We're really focused on Madison and Wisconsin overall. That could mean walking into locally owned coffee shops, retail shops, restaurants, and asking people to sign up, sending emails, word of mouth. So that's the primary goal right now is just to get businesses listed. And I'm also working with, um, you know, partners, advertisers, reaching out to find out if there are any companies that want to be aligned with women-owned businesses and trying to reach them as an additional revenue source. So here's a question for you. Do you see this um, eventually being used by not just small, medium-sized businesses, but I guess, I don't know, companies, larger companies that are perhaps run by women? Yep, absolutely. So right now, the majority of businesses that have gotten listed are small local businesses. And there's a huge value in that. And that's definitely what we're focused on right now. But I also have a larger vision for a national strategy, as there are so many amazing brands that are built by women, Mm -hmm. run by women. And there's definitely um, a strategy to be in play there as well, hopefully soon. So let me ask you this question. Moving forward, um, how will you be able to kind of see the the fruits of your labor and and determine just how much of uh, consumers are not only using the platform, but really benefiting uh, and finding and patronizing the women-owned businesses in their communities? Sure. Well, my my goal in this business has always been that over time – we're able to show through data and analytics that a consumer coming from directory will have a higher likelihood to interact with a brand, to make a purchase, to engage, to call for an appointment, whatever that metric is. And that all stems from their initial desire and intent to support a woman-owned business. So we would like to show through analytics that a consumer coming from directory versus Google versus Bing versus something um, has a higher likelihood to, to make that transaction because they truly want to support a woman-owned business. And so in order to do that, will you have to find and partner with another technology uh, company, or is it something you can do in-house on on your own? We're not able to do that in-house right now. There are definitely a lot of steps that need to happen before we get to that point. Right. Um, Another metric of success will be, you know, with each, you know, with each new listing we have, We want to make sure that the percentage of businesses that have become members continues to grow. So we have a percentage of total businesses that are members that help um, will help us reach our goal as well. Okay, I'd love to talk a little bit more about you and, you know, what your life is like running a new company. (laughs) Right. It takes a lot of um, confidence and courage to, to go about it. And, you know, an idea is one thing, but to actually move ahead and do it is a whole other 
um, a whole other thing. And so I know just for, um, you know, how do you take care of yourself outside of work? I know you're interested in yoga. And I thought I read also that you enjoy political uh, dramas. I do. Any So any interest in <laughs> politics yourself? We won't oh go there, gosh. but... <laughs> Heavens no. Heavens, Heavens no. no. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my life is pretty hectic. I'm not going to lie. I have three daughters. Yeah. They're all within three and a half years. They're all in elementary school. My husband has a, a pretty big, busy career, and he travels a lot. So my days are pretty hectic, but... I try to get into a routine where I get the kids off to school. I work for a while. Kate and I meet in person on dedicated days. We have, you know, meetings or events. Um, I try to balance it all, and it's it's not easy. There, there's this elusive work-life balance, and it it happens, but it doesn't happen at the same time. So there could be some works where my focus is abs- some excuse me weeks where my focus is work, and other weeks um, vacation time. Summers where my focus is more on the family. You know it. It was scary to to make this leap. I was a bit hesitant, and my husband, Chris, was really the one that just said, if you're going to do it, do it, like really do it. And so he has been just so incredibly supportive. You know, this has been a huge transition for me coming from this big, long career in corporate America and feeling, you know, successful and important and impactful to literally knocking on doors, asking people to get listed for free. So in not having a lot of interaction with adults. So it's been this huge transition, and each day, you know, I, I figure it out a little better on the best way to manage our time and for Kate and I to really identify, here's my skill set, here's yours, go run with it. Um, but, you know, I feel also very fortunate with technology that I can hop on a phone call, I can hop on a video call, and I can be there to pick up my children. Um, and just having three daughters, it's so important for me to show them Mommy works, and that's important to me, but you are also important to me, and I will be there for your events. So I realize how fortunate I am to have the flexibility of, of working remotely. So tell me, you know, having three daughters, and you're, you're an example to them for sure. And as they get older, they will see that more and more. So you're living by example. I'm wondering what you're hoping for them um, in the future, down the road for their own careers. What is yeah. it that you think is going to be more beneficial to them growing up in today's world where we have shows like this and and uh, initiatives and platform platforms, excuse me, like yours, that's different from when we were growing up. We didn't have this level of support. Yeah. I mean, I, I want them to get paid equally compared to their male counterparts. And that is huge because I have been in that position where I was at the same level as someone was not compensated the same. That is very huge to me. I want them to know that there are amazing people doing amazing things. And if they have an idea, it starts with an idea and run with it. If you fail, that's okay. Get up and try again. Don't be afraid to take chances. Um, I just want them to know that there is any opportunity a man has in this world, they have as well. And, you know, we hit on that a lot with them, but it doesn't matter your gender, your color, whatever. That's that's a constant theme in our house, which is great. But I just really want them to know they can do whatever they want and they should be paid equally and they should really support and guide and lead other women or, you know, other people um, of underserved communities. You know, there's room for everybody. And Kate and I have always been really we both feel really strongly about that. There's room for everyone. There are other companies doing what we're doing. There's room for everybody. That's a that's a, such an important issue. I think that sometimes women who have a desire, a dream to launch something of their own, if 
if it's in a field that's a competitive market, perhaps uh, they feel that there's no place for it. And that that is so not true. Speak to that, you know, uh, for a minute. I mean, I would be concerned if there weren't other people trying to do what we're doing. This is important. There are people that want to help bring, you know, women's equity to the workplace, to the world. So if we were the only ones doing this, I would be concerned. We're, because we're small, we're able to learn, make mistakes, iterate quickly. Um, we are supportive of the other women taking on this initiative of trying to help people find women-owned businesses in their community. We know there's a need for it for businesses and from consumers. So we really, truly believe there's room for everybody. Of course, yeah, we would like to be at the front of the pack. Of course, we'd like to, to make money and help the businesses make money and, and thrive. Um, but there truly is room. There's room for everybody. And in these last, uh, this last moment, for our listeners, if they're interested in reaching out to either you or obviously to, to uh, go to the platform and sign up, what is the uh, information you'd like to share? Well, I can always be reached at melanie at directory.com, and our website is so easy to navigate. You'll see a Get Listed link, and that will take you through the whole process. Again, it's D-I-R-E-C-T, capital H-E-R-Y. Okay, that's wonderful. Melanie, I so appreciate your taking the time to, to be on the show and share your story. And please give my best to Kate. And uh, please stay in touch, and we'll be sharing your information. Thank you so much for having us, and thank you for everything you do to support women in business. Thanks, Melanie. Okay, that's, take care. That's it, everyone, for another week of Women to Watch. Thank you to our sponsors and contributors for helping me to bring you the real story behind her title. Here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.